Hey there, welcome back to this week's episode of the Seatown Podcast, where Seattle business owners, entrepreneurs, and community leaders are invited on to share their stories with us. I'm your host, Christian Harris. This week's episode of the Seatown Podcast is brought to you by Seatown Real Estate. Their mission to make a difference extends beyond just their unique and unconventional approach with their clients and their agents. They partner with the community to give back a percentage of the proceeds from each home sale to a local nonprofit of their client's choice. Visit seatown.com, S-E-A-town.com, and experience the difference with Seatown Real Estate today. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Seatown Podcast. Today I'm joined by Christine Atri, the owner of The Escape Artist in West Seattle. So it uh, sounds very ominous. Tell, tell us about The the Escape Artist. What, what is that? Absolutely. So The Escape Artist is an escape room. It's specifically West Seattle's first escape room. And what is an escape room? I find myself being asked all the time. It's an interactive puzzle business where you search for clues, solve puzzles, and escape. We can't actually lock you in the room, but I do tell people we lock you. No, it's, uh, but it's fun. It's super immersive. Okay. And what sets us apart from the rest of the escape room industry is how much we've taken into account the immersion. We have the um, America's first full motion escape room hmm. where our 13th floor experience, as I like to say, uh, starts off in an elevator and it might move. So that's fun. And uh, <laughs> there's story involved. Okay. And that is an escape room. Okay. Now why why uh, why do people go to an escape room? What what is what's the draw? I've never been to one. Obviously. Oh, absolutely. So uh, we take all kinds of people from all walks of life. Um, our minimum age is eleven, but we've had younger. Uh, so birthday parties, special occasions, team building is huge. Okay. You learn a lot about your team when you're locked in a room together trying to solve puzzles with sure. a common goal to escape. Uh, but the allure is really being able to unplug and have some good, clean fun, and you're solving a mystery or some sort of obstacle to overcome. Sure. Have you? Um, I mean, why? Why escape room? I mean, what? Uh, it sounds like you know you're kind of self-proclaimed uh, escape room puzzle nerd. Yes, indeed. Uh, <laughs> with pride. <laughs> with pride. What, what got you into this? Um, I mean, the business is what a few months old now. Uh, it'll be six months next month, actually. Okay. Yes, um, June 8th is our six-month anniversary. Okay, congratulations. Thank you very much. Yep. Um, it's, so the escape room industry and what the escape room is, uh, for me, it was originally an escape. I first encountered it when I was in Austin, Texas. Okay. Um, I was in the military, uh-huh. and I was stationed uh, about two hours east of Austin, at the, well, west. I was okay. in Texas. And um, were, I went you were to in San Angelo. Were you? I was indeed yeah, yeah, okay. in San Angelo. Yep. Yes, so it's never again. But so <laughs> uh, we went to Austin for some fun. I was with some friends, okay. and we went and we played and had a great time. And it was a zombie theme and sure. like zombies escaping from zombies. So I mean that was fun. Mm-hmm. And then when I was stationed in Augusta, Georgia, uh, there was an escape room there, and I was like, oh, interesting. Next thing I know, I'm playing all of their rooms and okay. loving it, and it's. It's the thrill of it. It's being able to, you know, whether you get out or not, it's the adventure that's inside. It's you solving these puzzles and learning more about the story that they have. And it's away from my computer, away from my phone. Uh, but really what it is, it's, it's having fun. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard for people to have fun nowadays that doesn't deal with technology, sure. their own technology. You know, you're all at dinner together with your phones out. And that's, that's terrible. Right. 
And so I like to see people have fun. I like people actually interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. You have no choice. You can't physically solve either of my rooms with just one person. Mm-hmm. And so it's really, it's, it's about making a business that makes people happy. And I like to see them having fun and being happy. Okay. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm going to uh, have to become a, a client. I'm going to try it out with some of my friends. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what happens when people can't escape? I mean, not very many people die, right? I mean, it's we, pretty small percentage. We do collect the bodies. Okay. okay. Um, no. So, <laughs> um, especially in West Seattle, there are a lot of people like yourself who have never played an escape room. And so it's a lot of education. It's more about the experience. They want to have fun. And so you do get only 60 minutes to try to escape. However, if there is time, um, we can give people a little bit of extra time. They don't get the super exclusive winners only button, but they do get to say (laughs) they they solved it. And uh, if they do under 50% of the room, though, we do Mm -hmm. offer a come back, try it again for 50% off just that room so you can take your second shot at completing it. Are there different like tiers, like the beginners versus the experts problem solver? Uh, we So, interestingly enough, uh, today, for instance, I had customers, it was their first time playing, mm-hmm. and they got out with more than 10 minutes to spare on one adventure. And then on Mother's Day, we had a team, they had, this was on their road trip alone, this was their 27th room, Whoa. so very experienced. And they went and they just destroyed my entire leaderboard. But it does say, you know, show that beginners and experts do also, can solve it together. Okay. Um, when you first started this business, what did you find most surprising or unexpected? <laughs> the Seattle permitting process. Mm. Um, it's kind of hard to uh, create a business around escaping. It's a new industry. Okay. And there's a lot of, uh, there are many different ways to approach it. Different ways to consider an escape room. You know, is it an indoor sports arena? Is it a team building venue? You know, what is it? Okay. And the city doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to figure it out. And the business plan, the financials, everything, it's kind of hard to justify to a bank, hey, we want to lock people in a room for fun. Sure. And, you know, I've, I've wrote up many business plans um, after I got out of, the mil- out of the military, trying to find out, you know, what would work for me uh, coming up with a business that I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with a strong business plan that takes many, many months to perfect, sure. um, with having the way to navigate through the Seattle permitting process and talking to building inspectors and fire chiefs and everyone. Uh, that's what I learned to uh, understand it takes time. Okay, okay. A lot of time and patience. Right. Yes. Did you have to go it alone or did you have a business partner to kind of help bur- carry some of that burden? Or? Um, I had the biggest support, which is my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, he took the burden of our personal life to let me pursue my dream. Uh, but through that, it was me going out, finding the right people to talk to, and going through the entire process, a lot of research. So I had him to support me at home when I was able to pursue this, but I am a pro at the Seattle permitting process, and that's because sure. of all the research I had to do. Yeah. City planning, my favorite place. So. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, now maybe give us a little little backstory. Now you mentioned uh, you were in the Air Force. Now are you from Seattle? You just kind of ended I'm up landing here. I'm okay. from Buffalo, New York. Okay. Uh, which 
I'm so happy there's no snow here like there is there. Right. But I was, um, I graduated from university, university at Buffalo mm -hmm. um, in business and psychology. And then I happened to graduate during a wonderful recession. But it's okay because I went and I joined the Air Force and I had an outstanding experience. Okay. I learned a lot of new skills. But I, um, <clears throat> I was active duty for four years and now I'm in the reserves for two years right now. Okay. And after I got out, I got out of active duty military December, nope, January of 2017. Okay. And you lose a lot of purpose when your life was very regimented in one way. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot of discipline. I learned how to work with people of all different backgrounds. So that was, that was you know, probably the most beneficial thing I could have had along with my educational background to kind of come here. My husband, he works here. And so I came here and I fell in love with Seattle. Okay. With specifically West Seattle. That was my choice. He was living downtown. I looked it up, fell in love with West Seattle. We had an apartment here before I had actually visited. And I'm so glad I took that risk. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. So did, yeah. uh, did you meet your husband in the military or? Nope. I met him in college. Okay. Yeah, and he had... ended up coming here and you guys had a relationship, so he landed here. Yep. So, he okay. flew from Seattle to Atlanta every other weekend for two years. Hmm. I was stationed there and he couldn't come there right. so it's dedication <laughs> it is dedication but that is the the theme of our our relationship where sure. he trusted me to handle the business yeah <laughs> so that's dedication yeah well it must yeah. be nice being uh, located in the same city now <laughs> yes <laughs> I have to travel so far to see each other very very true <laughs> right. uh, tell us a little, a little background on your your Air Force experience I mean did you develop some skills there that have translated into opening your own business? Or? Oh, absolutely. Um, so I was a sergeant, and so I learned the responsibilities of being a sergeant. Yep. Uh, not only having people underneath me, but knowing how to get things done efficiently. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the main thing I learned way back early on in basic training is to kind of accept your situation is going to improve. It might not be the best at the moment. Mm -hmm. Basic training, you know, that's waking up at 4.45 in the morning and right. doing PT. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Best shape of my life. Uh -huh. But um, I think what I really took away from the military is that you can change your situation and you can constantly improve upon yourself. Mm -hmm. I had the benefit where um, my specific line of work, uh, the better you did, the more responsibility you took on and so um, they actually put me in charge of training okay. not like from basic training but sure. um, within our specific job I was subject matter expert and I got to bring our new people in and really show them around but yeah. having that ability to train people is actually what makes it great here because in an escape room industry uh, that no one knows about I spend so much time educating Sure. And my own game masters, so the position, when you walk in, the first person you greet, you're greeted by is the game master, your okay. host or hostess. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of training there. So being able to have my determination from the military as well as ability to train people mm -hmm. is, I think, what's really helped me with this business. Okay. What was your, uh, I forget what the Air Force equivalent is, what was your MOS, what was your job? It's in the an Air Force? AFSC. Yes. Um, I was a linguist. Okay. So they taught me how to speak a few different languages, sure. got to spend some time in beautiful Monterey, California, and then okay. they sent me to San Angelo, Texas. Um, but no, that was fun, so I did actually get to teach language as well. Mm -hmm. 
So being able to teach people again is a recurring theme in my success for my business. Sure. Okay. Okay. It's okay. Do you, uh, do you still get a chance to use your uh, your language at all? Or? I mostly, uh, nowadays, just because I, I enjoy it, I still keep up with it. I am still fluent. Okay. But I uh, actually, with my reserve duty, um, I work in education and training now, and okay. I just stood up the language testing capability there. Nice. So I get to keep current on my language. Yep. Um, what would you say that you're passionate about? Puzzles. Puzzles, okay. How no. did you, have you uh, <laughs> always been kind of problem, problem solver, like even before your exposure to uh, escape rooms? Oh, yes. Um, okay. I, I'm very analytical. I grew up like um, playing. Not Risk. Oh my goodness. Mist. There we go. I grew oh, up Mist. playing Mist yeah, yeah. and those games. Nancy Drew. Okay. Um, reading, of course, the Nancy Drew novels and then playing their computer games. It's always the, the mysteries you got to solve. Okay. okay. So that's fun. I'm also a pro at hide and seek, so strategy there. Sure. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, if you had it to do over again regarding starting your business, what would you do differently? I would have researched the Seattle permitting process sooner. Hmm. No, I uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's been such an excellent learning experience. Um, exhausting. I, don't, I would tell myself to not get so stressed out all the time about the little things. Sure. That you just have to roll with the punches. This has been the most difficult thing I've ever done in my entire life. And while... Thinking up, thinking back on it, I've loved every second, mm-hmm. but I didn't love like the stress of oh the building inspector is coming tomorrow, sure. or is our permit going to get approved, or the hoops you have to go through for um, financing mm-hmm. things of that nature, and also I think uh, I wasn't expecting the toll it would take on family life. Mm-hmm. I don't have it's I imagine. I've gotten in trouble for this before, <laughs> likening my business to a newborn baby uh-huh. uh, because I, <laughs> I'm i not responsible for keeping my business alive in the way that you keep a human being alive. But yeah. it's very similar. Like Every conversation is dominated by the business. I'm constantly on my phone making sure that everything is going smoothly. Sure. Uh, but I'm just so grateful that my husband's been there with me every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, now, with the business, are you the only employer? Are there other people so you don't have to like be there 24-7? Or? So, uh, my husband, he is a co-owner okay. of it. Um, he's there mostly if I can't fix something. He will fix it for me. But no, we do have employees. Okay. And that, actually, I took it back, cut out the co-owner part. He doesn't want people to know that. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay. So, I'll say, I do have employees right now. Um, we are hiring always hiring Uh, we are looking to expand within our business with adding more rooms into it but right now I have three staff and they're amazing but uh, I can tell you before I had them I was there from 11 in the morning till 1 in the morning the next day I do get to sleep now a little bit it's great that's nice get to do things like my laundry. Uh, we have date night now. It's Wednesday nights. Sure. So, yes. Without them, uh, it's it's too much to handle with one person. Okay. Now, with owning an escape room, what do you do to get your escape room fixed? I mean, you can't go to your own escape room. You know all the answers. 
I have played all of the other escape rooms here in Seattle. Okay. Um, there are more popping up. Mm-hmm. Um, we say popping up, it's because I've been in my little hole and haven't realized others exist for a while. Yeah. Uh, but no, I do play. I've played 42 escape rooms. I'm playing my 43rd tomorrow. Wow. <laughs> And I used to think that was a good number, and then I meet some of my customers who play two or three hundred, which I'm jealous of. I wish I could play that many. Seems I'm getting there. Seems like a full-time job finding that many. Yeah, well, <laughs> you'd be surprised. Okay. Um, in Seattle, there are um, quite a few great ones. I mean, I'm biased. Mine's excellence, the first of its kind here in the U.S. with the full motion aspect, mm-hmm. but. When I need my escape room fix, when I just want to be a regular player, mm-hmm. I do go to the other places in Seattle. Okay. Um, would you say there's anything particular in pop culture that's making them more more popular? Like, uh, I know there's like an Office episode that, you know, featured them being in escape room. Yep. Um, I have a, quite a few customers mention the Big Bang Theory okay. episode where you don't get your money back for, you know, how fast you get out. Mm-hmm. Just joking about that because yep. they're smart. They got through it like that. Uh, but the other aspects of pop culture, I find a lot of younger people, they're watching, we're talking, parents have told me, yeah, my kid, he saw this on YouTube. And they're watching escape room videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, celebrities are doing escape rooms now. Okay. So I think that's happening. People think of Saw a lot. Um, and it's I used to say it's nothing like <laughs> Saw, except I played a Saw-themed room. Huh. Horrifying. That would be. It was awesome. I will never forget about it. They put a burlap <laughs> sack over my head and a padlock around my neck. We don't do that here. Sure, that seems... <laughs> that was on the East Coast. Yeah. Um, seems borderline something. Would not have passed fire code. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, we're very concerned with people's safety and enjoyment sure. here. Yeah. Um, we don't have scary rooms. We have a little bit of suspense. But a lot of people think of Saw, and I have to tell them, no, it is not like Saw. Sure, unless be, you play a Saw theme. be terrifying. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Some people like to be terrified. Yep. So. If you're into that, there are famous ones in Vegas and L.A. that are okay. horror-themed. So. Okay. Makes sense. A little more, more edgy there. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, as you've gotten, you know, transitioned from the military life into owning your own business, um, what, what would you say some of the best advice you've received along the way has been? Make friends. Um, the military is a community where everyone is together. Um, you're never doing anything alone. And when I got out, I realized, especially with starting a business, I felt really isolated. I didn't have anyone else that I could speak to about it, uh, that I could you know, lean on until I found a mentor. And I've finally been able to find the right organizations to reach out with the community. And I firmly believe it takes a community to build a business. And so, since then, life has gotten so much, not easier, it's still the same, but um, more supportive. Other businesses, because now it's not so much the, you know, the escape room industry, it's the small business industry. And finding other small business owners has been probably the most beneficial thing I could have ever done. Okay. Uh, What would you say have been some of those places that you've found uh, that community here in West Seattle, uh, whether, you know, business community or just the regular, you know, West Seattle? Yeah, absolutely. So I, uh, I'm located in, um, right in the heart of the Alaska Junction. Mm -hmm. And one of the businesses there is Jan's Beauty Supply that I'm in the same building. Okay. And um, I'd go in there every day just talking and hearing their story about Mm -hmm. how they started. 
so that you know started there, and then uh, Laura Swift from the Junction Association, mm-hmm. uh, she reached out. So did West Seattle Blog, actually. So okay. like that was like the first like oh people talk to me. That's yeah. excellent. From there though, I'm part of the Junction Association. I'm part of the Chamber of Commerce, which mm-hmm. has been excellent. Right, which because, is how we met. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And uh, Rico, I think it's Rico Smith. Yep. Oh, yes, yep. he Rico's actually. Auto buff. Yes, indeed. Yeah, Rico, he reached out to me and he's like, come join, come uh, to a meeting for BNI. I had no idea what BNI was. It's awesome. Sure. And they have multiple chapters here. I yep. don't know what BNI stands for, but I do know. Business Networking International, that sounds, I think. That, so, sounds, that sounds good. I'm sticking yep, with it. Yeah. I'm sticking with it. Business Networking International. That's what they do. All right. Though, and that was actually that moment of community for me okay. where it's just so many small business owners sure. and they all talk about their struggles and their triumphs and that was overwhelming that was incredible yeah. so so you tell me that the bni chapter did not have their slot for escape room did industry not. filled wow you were lucky. lucky i know and it's an honor <laughs> to possibly take that slot yeah <laughs> that's that's awesome um what would you say is a personal habit that contributes to your success Have many no um, I'd say my undying positivity okay. <laughs> my optimism it's realistic but I know things will get better if I throw myself headfirst into something you know throw everything into it good things will happen it will just take time and <laughs> um, that's been you know I took a risk having a long-distance relationship and now starting a business and I am determined to see it through yeah that's great. Sounds very optimistic. Well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, do you have a specific technology or you know quote, life hack that uh, has changed your life or uh, amplified your business? I have two. Okay. One mobile hotspot. Mm. Uh, being before the business actually like had a brick and mortar. You know, I'm all over the place trying to you know figure things out, get things done, and it's so small. So mobile hotspot, it's so funny, but you know, just being able to work wherever I am. But no, the other one that I think is more essential to me is, uh, it's called Trello. Mm, yes. Yes, Trello is incredible. It is incredible. I can't remember anything nowadays unless it's written down. And Trello keeps me on top of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to edit this in here. Yes. But uh, I wanted to say... You know, it's funny you mentioned Laura Smith and the West Seattle blog because you know, both of them have been guests on, on the podcast. Really? It's, it's been fun. Uh, Laura's will have, Swift. by the time, like what I say? Yeah, Smith. Sorry. It's okay. I'm going to do that part over again. Uh-huh. Uh, well, it's funny that you mentioned Laura Swift and the West Seattle blog because uh, they've been uh, guests on, on this podcast. Um, by the time this episode airs, it will have been last episode Excellent. that Laura's on. So uh, at the time of this recording, not live yet, but uh, but I had have had Tracy on here, you know, one of the the co-owners of the West Seattle Blog, and uh, both of those organizations are great, you know, community builders and supporter of the you know, West Seattle and the business communities. Um, but yeah, those are great people to get involved with to you know be connected to organizations around town. But uh, well, it's it's funny uh, specifically the way that both Tracy and Laura have um, I guess come across me and actually really helped me. Mm-hmm. being a small business owner is the day our building permit went like up into the network it wasn't even approved it was just declared of we want to have this business here the next day mm-hmm. got an email from Tracy mm-hmm. and she's like hi we'd really love to do an interview with you and I'm like 
you don't even have a, a lease yet, but absolutely. And, you yeah. know, she really got the word out. And for the first three months, uh, it's it was really apparent that people who read her blog, that's how they were learning about us. Oh, yeah. And the, uh, yeah, I can I can remember distinctly, you know, the, the first few months it was very much like, yeah, we read about you on the West Seattle blog. We wanted to come check you out. Because she did a follow-up after we were actually about mm-hmm. to open. And then Laura... Uh, before, again, before we had finalized our lease, but we knew we were going to be there, it's just paperwork <clears throat> takes forever. Uh, we really wanted to be part of the, the Summerfest yeah. last year. And so three weeks before Summerfest, Summerfest, I asked, I reached out to Laura and I was like, we'd really like to be involved. It'd be great. We have something awesome. Is there any room? And actually where we're going to be this year, same place, because there was an opening for where we actually ended up being. Mm -hmm. We had our big red box. I don't know if you saw it, if you happened to walk there last year, but our big red box full of mystery. It was our 10 minute mobile escape game. Hmm. So last year was Secret Agent 22. This year is a mystery, but it's going to be even better. Okay, I have to make sure to go out to the, the Summerfest to see what the mystery is. Absolutely. Yeah. But it is just interesting, you know, specifically with Tracy and Laura. Mm-hmm. You know, they took interest and they really helped me establish myself here in the community. Yeah, oh, they're, they're great, great people, so great organizations. Um, do you listen to podcasts? I do. What's your favorite? I like to scare myself. Okay. When I drive, it keeps me awake. <laughs> uh, so it was for a while, it was ghost stories. Okay. And uh, lately, it's more of, I realize I shouldn't scare myself, but I should keep things interesting. Lately, it's been astonishing legends. I know more about the Amelia Earhart disappearance than I ever learned in school. Okay. And things like Resurrection Mary, which is a really popular ghost story in uh, Chicago. Huh. I'm waiting for Seattle legends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But that's, it's fascinating. Do you have a favorite movie? At the moment, it's Guardians of the Galaxy, both of them. Okay. I love Groot. Okay. He's yeah. awesome. He's pretty, pretty good. He is. I'm not letting myself watch the new Avengers because I haven't seen all of the Avengers yet. I'm missing like three. Okay. It's devastating because I <laughs> want to see Infinity Wars so badly. Yeah, okay. Okay. But I like the superhero type of thing. Sure. They're, Wonder they're Woman, fun. amazing. Yeah. That's fun. So. We just watched Justice League, which is pretty good. Yes. I think I... I watched that. Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> yep. right. Remember, it's kicking in. Yep. <laughs> um, if you could recommend just one book to our listeners, what would it be? So this is tapping a little bit into my military background, um, but I know they made a movie adaptation of it. It was an excellent movie, but it was *Lone Survivor* by Marcus Luttrell. Okay. Um, it's just a book that had such a profound impact on me and you know if you're not into military history military stories I understand but the Mm -hmm. reason I recommend it is because it tells about someone who truly thought it was the end for them and they didn't give up and it makes all of my problems with struggles with my business seem very tiny very very manageable I mean it's not life or death I know that um, I mean I might suffer from economic downturns and things of like that, but I'm not on a mountainside in Afghanistan where all of my comrades had just had terrible things happen to them. Right. So. Yeah, it's definitely something about going to combat that puts life in perspective. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I can offer another book, though, if okay. we don't want to 
get into the military side. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's an excellent book. But there's another one. It's called Radical Acceptance. I don't actually have the author's name off the top of my head, but Radical Acceptance is basically if you are someone who can have their entire day ruined based on the guilt you feel for accidentally overeating an entire carton of Oreos, and that's just really taking a negative toll on your life, you need to learn to accept your fate. You need to learn radical acceptance, which that's the not serious version of it, but it's basically the Buddhist principles about learning to accept where you are, who you are, and not suffering from things like guilt when it's something insignificant, like the Oreos, hypothetically speaking, that didn't happen recently. you know, except this happened and I'm going to try and do better in the future and practice self-restraint. Sure. Or actually going to the gym. So that's an easier book to digest. Okay. So. Okay. So as we, uh, as we wrap up here, do you, uh, do you have a piece of parting guidance or words of wisdom you could share with our listeners? Absolutely. Um, creating and owning a small business is extremely difficult but extremely rewarding. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a real sense of purpose. And there's nothing wrong with having a nine-to-five job uh, for, a, you know, I'm sure a great organization somewhere else in the workforce. But if you truly want to be an entrepreneur and you are up for the challenge of losing a lot of sleep at the end, it is worth it. And that is really what I've learned with having my own business. Sure. So what's the best way for listeners to get a hold of you or if they want to reserve their, uh, their space in the escape room? Absolutely. So at The Escape Artist, we have um, our website, which is www.goescapeartist.com. That's where you can see our bookings and available slots. However, you know, it is so nice that you had me on the show today, and I do want to offer to your listeners a 10% discount. Uh, And it is C-Town, one word, no dash in the middle, all caps, but you enter C-Town and you get 10% off. Very nice. Well, I appreciate that. We'll have to make sure to promote that out. Hopefully get some more business your way. Uh, well, thank you. I'll probably take advantage of that discount code. <laughs> so, well, thank you very much for being uh, for being a guest on the podcast. This was a lot of fun. I learned a lot about escape rooms and uh, and your journey. So I'd highly encourage our listeners to, to go visit you and uh, see for themselves all the excitement that is a escape room. Well, thank you very much. That wraps up this week's episode. Make sure to check out our guest website, pay them a visit, and help spread the word about what they are doing. If you have any questions, know someone who should be a guest on here, or has a great story worth sharing, email me at christianharris at ctown.com. That's S-E-A-town.com. I would also love it if you would go to iTunes and give us a review and a nice five-star rating. We work hard to bring on great guests and provide exceptional content, and getting a review from you is one way to help the podcast rank well on iTunes so others can find and enjoy the show. You can also find out more about me, how my real estate brokerage is breaking the mold and making a difference in our Seattle communities, and other projects I'm working on by visiting ctown.com, S-E-A-town.com. Thanks for listening. The music for our podcast is courtesy of The Fascination Movement. You can find their albums in the iTunes store. You can also listen to more episodes and find all our show notes on our website at ctownpodcast.com. This has been a Seatown Media Production.